And I want to encourage you, church, as leaders, we need to be in the manna of the Word of God every day. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And mind, M, mind. Um, You know, the Word of God really affects our minds. I really believe we're living in a day where anxiety is, is a huge, I think it's one of the major problems in the church. Uh, that that's most of the counseling has to do with anxiety. Uh, if you have your Bible, please turn to Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four. And when it comes to the mind, we, we really have to understand when in, when you feel anxious or you're going through anxiety, as I've gone through uh, my bouts with anxiety, God really ministered to my heart and said, showed me it was it was a mindset. And in Philippians chapter 4, in verse 8, Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So, I, I, I want to be take that as a prescription to take my meds and and meditate. It's a meal. It's like manna. It does something for my mind. And we see this in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two as well, that we're called that the word of God will will um, cause that metamorphosis, that transformation. There's another another M metamorphosis. It will transform us. Why? God's word promises so that's why it's important to M, meditate, grasp it as a meal, let it be our mindset. Why? It will be spiritually healthy. E, examination. When we're in God's word, we should be examining our lives in light of it. I, I need to be like David. And David, in Psalms 139, 24, he says, Lord, search me, search me, see if there's any wickedness in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. So I have to come to the Lord like I do in the mirror every morning. I look in the mirror. Am I presentable to go outside? I'm making an examination. And to the believer, the word of God is James likens it to a mirror that I need to look at myself every morning before I go out. In Psalms chapter 19, verses 7 through 10 we have God's commentary on the effects of his word in one's life. But in verse 11 through 14, it says, Moreover, speaking of God's word, by them your servant is warned. Okay, so God will warn you through the scriptures for that day. And in keeping them, he says, there's great reward. So again, I need to be in God's word. Why? Because he's going to warn me. He's get and keeping them. There's great reward. I, I'll understand my errors. God will minister to my heart and keep me from secret faults or presumptuous sins. Why? Because they have they want to have dominion over me. The psalmist said, then when I'm in the word, then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. And he says, let the words of my mouth and again, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. So, meditate, examine, 
But God's word will cause edification. It'll cause you to grow. Uh, why isn't there uh, growth in the Christian life? Maybe I, I'm not uh, being edified by the word. I'm not, I'm not growing. Okay, there, there's going to be a stunt and you're saved by grace through faith that not of yourself is a gift of God. But you you are called to grow spiritually. And Peter tells us by the word of God or the milk of the word or the meal of the word, the meat of the word is where the Christian will grow. So edification, you know, just think of Joshua. I, I love Joshua in chapter one of uh, Joshua. You know, he was the assistant of a great a, a great Mo, Moses was a great man of God, a meek man, and and Joshua knew he never could he never would be able to um, walk in Moses's shoes. You know, he 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 didn't measure up. And the I love chapter one is God was encouraging Joshua. I will be with you like I will be with Moses. So do you need encouragement? You know, God will provide it for you, but you have to go through his to his word. And then he encourages Joshua meditate on my word day and night and exhortation. You know, we will be exhorted. And then through the word, we're called as believers to uh, exhort others. So that's E. D meds, M-E-D meds. Okay, through the word of God. The Bible promises, guys, you will you will receive discernment. Discernment is so much needed in our in our in our time today. Uh, there should be a dependency on Scripture. I, it, it's a it, it is a ruler. It's a ruler. It's a guideline that will keep me straight. Um, there should be a level of dependency, uh, discernment. Uh, why? Because it even provides deliverance. God will deliver you. Uh, you know, he says in, in the word that it will set you free. My truth shall, the truth shall set you free. What The truth of what? God's word. So there's my D's. Uh, S, sanctified. Jesus said in, in John chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. You know, and Jesus was praying, he was praying there in the garden, what, what was past, he, he saved them, he kept them, and then he was, he, was, he was praying about the present, and then he was praying about the future, those who were going to believe. But you see, when it comes to the word of God, it's simply, we need to be obedient. You know, God prescribes the the word of God to the believer. And simply it's a matter of obedience. You know, I, I could choose not to eat or, or eat. It's up to me. Uh, but you're spiritually healthy when you do. But we also need a spiritually balanced prayer life as well. Spiritually balanced prayer life. The prophet Samuel had it right when he said in first Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, he says, moreover, as for me, far be it, from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and right way. So he just, he he incorporates prayer in the Word of God. So that's how important it is. And they prayed for the people. He prayed for the people. 
you know, remember the priests, you know, when as you go through the Old Testament, the, the high priest used to have an ephod. And on the ephod, it had 12 stones. And on each stone, it had the names of the tribes. And as he would go into once a year and he would offer incense and incense is likened to prayer. And he was bearing the names of those families. And how much more as leaders should we be in the word, but also bearing uh, the prayers of the people in our circles. We're in different ministries, but you're called to bear the pray, bear them on your shoulders and pray for the people. Galatians chapter six, verse two, uh, the Bible calls us as a church to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, we're, we're called to bear each other's burdens. And how do we bear them? We can't physically take them off, but we, we definitely need to pray for each other. And we go to the Lord. First Timothy chapter two, verse five says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So we want to bring those things to the Lord because to be spiritually balanced, you know, Isaiah chapter 11 talks about the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord coming upon his people. But what's the contrast between the spirit of the Lord Something that's earthly, something that's sensual. James chapter 3 and verse 15 says something that's demonic. We have to be careful if we're not influenced by the Spirit of the Lord. We, we are susceptible to demonic and sensual earthly uh, influences. See, God promises to give us wisdom from above. But what's the contrast of God's wisdom? If I'm not receiving God's wisdom, what am I, what am I relying on? flesh and what god calls is foolish here i have god's word or am i going to be depending on somebody something else he desires to give us wisdom he desires to give us understanding when where there's no understanding where's where is the opposite it's confusion i'm confused because i don't really don't understand but god offers counsel but i think of okay am i following god's counsel or am I walking the life with no spiritual guidance? So we, we have a choice. Even in the text, he says, God is, is, is might and strength. But am I walking in God's might? Am I walking in God's full strength? Well, it comes from being in the word. But the contrast is his weakness. I could be spiritually weak. Why? Because I'm not gaining all that from the spirit of the Lord. And he speaks of knowledge. God will give you his knowledge and, and, and that's through the word again and prayer and he will he will give you knowledge. And what's the contrast to knowledge? It's spiritual ignorance and it's simply a lack of knowledge, a lack of learning, a lack of information. So, you know, through reading God's word will give us as a church, as a people, a proper view of reverence, the fear of the Lord. It the fear of the Lord is our moral compass. You know, we live in a, a crazy world where everything goes, you know, where there's no compass, no right and wrong. That's where we're headed. And in Second Corinthians, chapter seven, verse uh, one, it says, therefore, he's speaking about all these promises. He says, therefore, having all these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. 
So, you know, he's talking about the promises of God's word, but he's telling the church, cleanse yourself. How do we cleanse ourselves? John 17, 17, by the word of God. You know, also uh, Ephesians chapter five talks about the cleansing uh, of the water of the word in the believer's life. Because there's another verse, first Peter chapter one, verse 18 says, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct you received from the traditions of your fathers. So in other words, you know, we have a, a moral compass and we've received it. We've inherited it from our fathers or, you know, through the natural. Uh, but God calls that aimless, aimless conduct. So we, we need a, a good moral, moral compass. And that comes from God, especially in this fallen world. Because either we're following the flesh, we're following the world, or we can follow something that is demonic in nature and has a spiritual sense as well. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, uh, it, God's word says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. So we'll go back to meds. Another D is diligence. You know, God is called and wants to bless the diligent. As Pastor Joe said this morning, treasures don't come to the lazy. So, you know, we're, we're leaders. We're, we're called to lead. We're called to be out in front. But if we're called to be out in front, the people are following. But how far are we going? Are we in the word? I want to encourage you, be in the word, be in prayer, and let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Uh, be diligent. We need to be spiritually balanced in love. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about love. Love is, is uh, long-suffering. Love is, you know, it speaks of works. It speaks of being a philanthropist. But if we don't have love, it, it, it doesn't matter. So there's a balance, a spiritual balance of works that we do. We serve God, but it has to be balanced with love. So we have to be balanced with the word and prayer. We have to be balanced with love and works. Because love and there has to be a level of love and works. Love and our behavior have to match Love and endurance. We're called to endure. So we're just be spiritually balanced. If you have your Bible, please turn one more verse. Uh, Micah 6, 8. Micah 6, 8. Speaking of balance, you know, I, I have been thinking about this all week. And um, Micah 6, 8, you know, it's, it's like a three-legged stool. Which adds balance. Micah 6, 8 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. So number one, He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of you? Think about that. And then number two, He says, to do justly. We do justly. We have to live according to God's word to do justly. Not, that's the moral standard, to do justly. But here's the balance. Love mercy. 
Because if I have all justice and I have no, no mercy, then, you know, there has to be a balance. And then the third leg of the stool is to walk humbly with your God. So I'm to do justly, I'm to love mercy, and I'm called to walk humbly with my God. So there's, a, again, that there's a balance, a spiritual balance that I need. Yeah, I want to be just. I want to be orderly. I want to do things right according to God's word. But there, there's mercy. There's grace. And I'm so grateful that God has given me grace and mercy. And he just, just didn't wipe me out like that. So even with motivation, there's a balance. There's a spiritual balance. You know, we're called... Ministry is an honorable ambition. First Timothy chapter three, verse one says, aspire to leadership to aspire to leadership is an honorable ambition. But Jeremiah chapter 45, verse five says, should you seek great things for yourself? Seek them not. So what is he saying? He's saying it's honorable position, but don't seek great things for yourself. Oswald Sanders says ambition which centers on the glory of God and the welfare of the church is a mighty force for good. In other words, you know, I should aspire for greatness to do great things for God, but I keep that in in mind for God, not for me. We should get better at what we do, whether I'm, I'm an usher or I'm doing CDs or I'm an overseer. I have to aspire to get better at what I do. But it's not for myself or vainglory. It's for the glory of God and for the ministry. So there's a balance. And we see that uh, as we're reading, I'm reading uh, Oswald Sanders' Spiritual Leadership, and I want to encourage you to do so. Uh, Me and Ray will be teaching on this uh, over the next uh, course of the year. But... Oswald Sanders said, true greatness, true greatness, true leadership is found in giving yourself in service to others, not in coaxing or inducing others to serve you. For genuine godly leadership weighed carefully on Jesus's question. Can you drink from the cup that I'm baptized with and baptize Be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. Mark chapter 10, verse 38. The real real spiritual leader is forced, is focused, I'm sorry. The real spiritual leader is focused on service. He or she can render to God and to other people. Not on the residuals, the perks of high office or a holy title. You know, I'm not doing it you know, for others to see me, I'm not doing it for the perks or the office. I'm doing it for the glory of God. You know, Jesus said, if you want to be great, if you want to be great, be the servant of all. And we should all aspire for greatness. But it comes with giving your all. It comes with sacrifice. Again, uh, meds, meditating, having that mindset, being edified growing uh examination dependency upon the word of god and prayer and just having those balances you know and and i want to encourage you start praying for each other 
start praying for each other. I, I really see God doing a great work. And whenever there's a great work to be done, man, there's great opposition. And there's that balance again. And where does the church get its strength? On its knees. On its knees. And, and in the word. We're, we're strengthened through the word. You know, it, it's, you know, Ephesians chapter 6. You read Ephesians chapter 6, they're fully armored. And I, it's a spiritual battle. We want to finish well. We want to finish strong. Um, you know, there, there's no armor in the back. Why? Because the Christian is going forward. And so be in the word, be in prayer, and you'll have that full armor. And then here's the thing. We need to pray for the power of the Holy Spirit in our own lives and in the lives of those others that we serve. So, uh, again, give them your best. Give them your all. Give him your all. Give him your best. And as you give him your all and him your best, they, they will fill it. And, you know, so I want to encourage you, be in the word, be in prayer, be in fellowship. And, you know, continue to seek those things from above. Okay, we're, we're praying about a, a couple new ministries. Okay, we're praying about doing a, a Friday night uh, marriage fellow, fellowship once a month. I want you to keep that in prayer. We're also, um, you know, Pastor Joe's praying about doing a conference on marriage, a, a two night. It will be a fr- like a Friday night and Saturday morning. Uh, that's on our prayer list. Uh, we have Michael Cohen coming out on Good Friday. So keep that in prayer. Uh, start praying for Easter. Uh, praying about who you would invite. Uh, praying. Uh, we're praying also uh, for a new helps ministry. Uh, helps ministry. Let's say, you know, um, one of the sisters, her her uh, mom just went home to be the Lord. I, I offered if, if she needs any help, she's she's by herself. If she needs any help with a bunch of, you know, I could get a bunch of guys and we'll go help her to move stuff or, you know, we, we, me and Kathy were talking the other day and we were talking about house to house, you know, sometimes I need help, but, um, or brothers need help. And it's neat when others come alongside and just give you that support. So, uh, we want to, you know, you know, people get sick. Um, are we finding out, do they need anything? Do they need their lawn mowed? You know, and and that's something with you guys. If there's a need, you guys have a need. Uh, please let us know so we could come alongside you and, and help you. You know, maybe you know you're not feeling good and your back's hurting, but you do your own lawn and and you need some help. You know, there, there's no shame in calling us to help. Okay, there, we have people here that want to help. Maybe you you get sick during the week and 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 you can't cook for your for your husband or your family. Um, you know, and you need a meal or you need help there in that area. You know, there's more than enough people here who would, are generous enough. But if we don't need know the need, we can't help. And I want to really encourage you. Lastly, there's so many people here in the body who have elderly parents that are going through a lot. And we really need to pray for them uh, and encourage them and strengthen them. And, 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 you know, a lot of times we don't know what's going on. And sister so-and-so, our brother and so-and-so's life. A lot of times we're, we're private in that sense. But, uh, and I, I, want you, I want to share with you to, to let us know what's going on so you don't have to bear that burden alone. We could pray for you. But if we don't know what's going on, we, how are we going to pray? Uh, how are we going to know if we could help you in any way if, if we don't know? So, you know, if you're going through a hard time, if, if you know, you're laid off or, 
you need some encouragement, you need uh, to find a job, you, you have a, a group of a family here who will just be looking, you know, looking for you and encouraging you and want to help you. So uh, let's, you know, that's a great, uh, we see that in the book of Acts, you know, they, they helped each other in the book of Acts. And we want to have that happen here too. So keep that in prayer. Um, uh, like our brother Alfonso, his mom passed away um, uh, just last week, uh, but they're moving chairs today. So I got a couple of guys coming to help and, and move chairs, and we're going to take them to La Puente so his family could uh, sit down together and have a meal together. And as uh, So that's a couple of things on the on the radar. Any questions? No questions? No? Jonathan? No? Anybody? All right, well, get in the Word. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord. I, we pray for our spiritual health, Lord, that we would um, take to heart the meds that we need, Lord, the spiritual uh, things in our life, Lord. Father, we pray for our growth. We pray for, Lord, that we would be diligent, that we would be mindful, that we would... Uh, Be tender-hearted, Lord. Father, that we would be sensitive to the moving of your spirit, Lord. That we would draw close to you, Lord, so that we would know your mind. And that the reflection of our actions would reflect you and that you would be glorified. We pray for changed lives here, Lord. That you would change our hearts. And in doing so, that you would change our families, Lord. And that you would change our communities, Lord. Father, we pray for an outpouring of your spirit on our church, Lord. We thank you for our pastor, Lord, and just the work you've been doing in his life. Thank you for the leaders, for their endurance. Father, we pray for a baptism of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Give us a freshness for your word. Give us a, a, a freshness for, for just time before you, Lord, as we could just sigh in front of you and, and bring those things that are heavy before you, Lord, that we wouldn't be operating on perspiration, but by inspiration of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, we, we need the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord, to be effective in our, in our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria's. And Father, however you want to use us, Lord. So bless your people, Lord. Father, may we be mindful, may we be well-balanced, Lord. So, Father, encourage them, bless them, and uh, do a work of your Spirit, Lord. And, and, Father, may we witness the evidence of a transformed life, as Pastor Joe said. May we see the evidence, Lord, of the Spirit of God working in the people of God. We love you, Father. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we all say, amen. amen. God bless you guys.